episode 27. My name is Maddie Leedham. And my name is Flory Crass. Fight is an environmental series showcasing poems and songs that celebrate the beauty of the natural world. These have been sent in by creatives at all levels, from professionals to newcomers and perhaps even your neighbour next door. It's now time to watch through your entries and let you vote for the first ever Fight Awards winners. The most popular poet and musician will each win a £500 prize, and the same amount will go to an environmental charity of their choice. Head to the Homestage website to vote now. Now we've got Blue Butterfly by Wren. pieces are set in some sort of cozy safe mm. warm environment and it's you know amid all 
the fears of what's going on. It's people just want to find safety and security and yeah. being next to a fire in your home and comforting yourself and others with a beautiful song. Exactly. And to me, that it feels so much like a lullaby. Like it's talking about something that could be really stressful. And I often get quite a bit of climate anxiety. But Ren's song is, is really soothing. And little things like the glockenspiel in the background... That harks me back to my childhood, playing that at school, playing the glockenspiel. It just, it's kind of nostalgic, comforting. It's really nice. It's a really effective way, I think, of, of portraying something that could be seen as really stressful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A beautiful piece. According to the International Union for Conservation of Nature, there has been a surge in the population of the tiger, a species at one point considered in serious danger of extinction. In the lead for this is Nepal, which counted 355 tigers last year, double its tiger population a decade before, and surpassing its original target population for the year of 250. Worldwide, there are now thought to be as many as 5,578 tigers in the wild. This is Assonance by Phil Vernon. This poem is called Assonance, and it's written in the voice of a history teacher sometime in the future. Although to make it slightly more complicated, the first stanza is written in the voice of one of that history teacher's pupils um, speaking in a class discussion. Assonance. My mum's an archeologist. She knows how people lived before by finding what they left behind. She says the atmosphere around us floats with clues she catches in a kind of electronic net. A raw and silent, undeciphered mist of music, pictures, letters, dreams and ghosts. Intrigued, I called the mum. It seems, indeed, she reconstructs the past from disassembled noughts and ones, each bearing the unique and phantom trace of those it was attached to once and hers the slow, painstaking task of reconnecting ruptured memes, emotions, patterns, lives from cyber waste. She's pieced together damaged scraps of text, of film and other crafts, restoring tales and images of friendships, children, passion, loving touch. But these are rare, all but eclipsed by stories lacking joy or heart, devised for those whose mere syntax implies their tendency to self-destruct. And so it happened, how they lived, gnawing away at how they could, their need for ever, ever more begetting matricidal embryos. Result, casual unrest, ache, war. Then timbers which had long withstood decay and rot began to give and then succumbed. As her research has shown, before the flow of digits stopped, it spiked, releasing terabytes of omens, questions, answers, fears. I teach my students history speaks in rhyme, as once again we cannot hear a truth that challenges our rights. Again we've spurned the chance to swap our now for maybe, nor react in time. So Phil Vernon was on Meet the Poet mm. and I remember once we talked about um, there was this image he had of waves lapping and how that was sort of representative of um, history repeating itself mm -hmm. and that recurs here as well this idea and really nicely done 
Um, this idea of history repeating itself, speaking in rhyme, as he says. Mm -hmm. I think it works really well in an apocalyptic sense. Yes. The teacher telling these this history to the students. Although it then makes you think, like, what is the world that they are living in for them yeah. to be teaching? You know, is there hope in the future? I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, I love the concept of, like, a post-apocalyptic history teacher speaking yeah. to the student because it does almost evoke the feeling of normality for us. We have history mm. teachers at a school and so that's continued so it does feel like perhaps all is not lost yeah. things will continue and carry on as they always have done it also leaves room for imagination of what it could be this post-apocalyptic future and looking back on sort of our time as history which is yeah. it's hard to get your head around that one day people will look back at us and yeah. find artifacts of us um and it's just so strange to think of it in that way and think that someone will learn about this historic mistake that we've made and maybe learn from it again in the future or maybe not. Yeah. This is often the case. Yeah. But it, just, it puts us in a lineage of things that have come before and yeah. will come after. Um, I love it. I think he's written it in a really nice way yeah. with this form. He is really good with form and syllables and rhyming. With also the innocence almost of the children asking the questions. I think people are drawn to speaking from a child's voice or speaking as if you're speaking to children because that's where um, the mind is least tarnished yeah. in, in childhood. Watch this and all other fight videos on the Homestage YouTube channel. I'm prone to thinking this is anybody's problem.